The story is told that once there was a wise king and a wise old man. And the king resented the old man because all the people respected him so much. And they were always seeking his advice instead of seeking the advice from the king. And so the king stayed awake one night and he thought, I have to find a way to discredit this old man. And he wanted to embarrass him in front of all the people. And so he came upon a scheme and he summoned his followers. And he set the wise man down and he said, A wise man, tell me this. I have the tiniest of bird cup between my hands. Now I command you to tell me whether it's alive or dead. And the wise man immediately realized that he was in a bit of a dilemma. Because if the wise man said he's alive, the king would snuff the bird and the bird would be dead. However, if the wise man said that he was dead, the king would open his hands and release the bird. So either answer could be used to discredit the wise man. And the old man pondered and pondered and thought about his decision, and the king became very impatient. And he said, well, is the bird alive or dead? He began to demand. And the wise man thought, and replied, It is as you wish, your majesty. The choice is in your hands. The choice is in your hands. I like this story because it clearly states one of the key points about choice. It is in our hands. This evening at sundown all over the world, the Jews will begin their celebration of Rosh Hashanah, and it's the start of the Jewish New Year. The celebration runs until Monday at sundown, and then begins the nine days of awe, which will end with Yom Kippur. The time of Yom Kippur in the Jewish tradition is a time of atonement. And it translated into the word at one moment. Both holidays represent the highest of all the holy days in the Jewish faith. And when I joined the UU Church, one of the things that I came to appreciate is that my Jewish faith was welcome and that I could continue to practice these holidays of what meant to me. And each year, as I've grown as an adult, I've taken the time once a year to do what I was brought up to do as a young Jewish young man, and that is to reflect. Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah are a time of reflection where Jews all over the world come to think about the choices, the decisions, the things that have gone on in their life, particularly those things that have happened within the last year. And each year I look forward to this time of year because it gives me a choice, it gives me the opportunity to sit back and to think about the relationships that I've formed this past year, ones where I might have offended, ones where I need to make 
justice, and ones that I can cherish with gratitude. And at the same time, it causes me to look forward with great anticipation to a new year, to new experiences, to new relationships, to building and increasing my life as I move forward. Now, Rosh Hashanah is not something that only Jews can have a corner on. Several years ago, as I shared with uh, my home congregation about this particular time, and we actually did a service on it, I began to say that Rosh Hashanah, each one of us, the concept there, need to take time in our lives and take time to reflect and take time to think about our relationships with each other, with the community in which we're a part. And one of the wonderful things about being an interim minister is that one of my chief roles is to help you through a transition period. Back February, I asked each of you to join me on a journey of discovery and a journey of reflection. And I said at that time, and I continue to say that as I continue to hold a mirror up for you to look at, it is not to point out what you might be doing wrong, but it is for you to see and to make corrections and to change where change needs to occur. And I will say that as a congregation, it is always a hard row to change because we become accustomed to the way things are. We become accustomed to the status quo. And when we become accustomed to the status quo, we miss the opportunity for growth, not only in our own lives, but in our lives as a congregation. As Linda and I sat there and put together the timeline that is hanging in the fellowship hall, I could not help but think about, as I mentioned earlier, the former members of this congregation and I thought back upon when they must have gathered together the 67 members to make a decision on to build a building. Can you imagine? And the UU fashion, I'm sure they had a myriad of opinions, a myriad of ideas, and even people who were bound and determined that their way was the right way. And yet, History tells us that they came together and found compromise and built a building. And then they sold that building and then they built another building and they sold that building and built another building. And eventually the building that was sold made it possible for this. And I know many of you were in the process of all that went into coming here, and I'm sure there were many of discussions and many viewpoints shared. But somewhere along the line, compromise happened, and you came together, and 
You had the windows and the other artifacts come here and be a part to honor and to be a part of this congregation. And so whether you want to accept it or not, you have changed as you've moved forward. And there have been times in this congregation when you have stepped up. As you go back and read the history, during the World War, this congregation, the women came together and sewed articles and made over 366 articles that could be given clothing. And as you go back and read other things, I'm reminded of the story of Dorothy Sinclair standing up and saying, our children must have a playground. And we can't have a playground where the current church is. And I hold these people up not because they're unique, but because of their voice and of their vision. We have many of the things that we appreciate today. And so, was change hard? Absolutely. Does change get any easier? No. But our time together as your interim minister is to prepare you for change, to prepare you for a settled minister, to begin to plant seeds of different ways of looking at different things. We are not here to take away we are not here to change your relationship. We are here to help you grow. Now, I realize that this past week we've had a very active uh, following and sharing on our Yahoo group. And I think this is wonderful. You know, as ministers, Linda and I appreciate feedback, and we appreciate opinions, and we appreciate hearing from each of you. And as we move forward, please know that as ministers, we really do look to the needs of this congregation. We really do strive in discernment to look at things that can help you, to change you in ways that will help you to grow. And that is always not an easy task. You know, the role of the interim minister, many will joke and say to you that if you can't find something wrong with your interim minister, he's not doing a good job. Well, I'm sure that many of you can find plenty. And please know that that's okay, because that's a reflection of your engagement. That's a reflection of you saying, I have an opinion and I want to share it. But there also comes a time when you come together and you hear and you make decisions and you put aside the old and look forward to the new, and the new experience, and the new opportunity. Many times ministers feel like we're on an island out here, and the congregation is here, and anything that we do that you do not like, 
the darts are going to come. And please know that, that that's okay, but there are times also when it's not okay. And so, as I hold the mirror up, I ask each of you to reflect upon your own self and what this church means to you. To realize that the power is in your hand. And as we close this service and go to the fellowship hall and enjoy a meal together, I encourage you to go look at the timeline and to take a sticky note and to write your name on it and to put it on that timeline so that you can visually see that you also are a part of this wonderful Unitarian Universalist Church here in Peoria. And then what we do this year and these coming months will have an impact on how you move forward as a congregation. And as you continue to move forward and to live up to who you are in this community, know that I love you. I do. And, you know, some of us are, some of you are not going to like decisions that are made. And, and those points, come and talk to the ministers. We're not here to have an us and them. We're here to have a community, a faith community where voices can be heard and where we can come to consensus which is best for all. It is never easy being an interim minister, especially following a beloved minister that served this congregation for 28 years. And I recognize that many of you still have grief about that. And I wish I could make a magic wand and make that disappear, but as we go through this year, we'll have more discussions about grief and how to handle grief. But know that as we move forward, decisions and choices that are made are made in the best interests of the whole and not out of disrespect for a previous minister and not out of anything about the job that he did or didn't do because you have this building today because Michael Brown shepherded you and was patient and kind and got you to be here. And that is his legacy. And that is what he did as a minister for you. And as other ministers come, they also will bring their gifts and help you to continue to move forward. May you each know that you are all special, that you are unique, that you are loved, and that you are a part of this community, that you are important, and that literally the power is in your hands to determine who and what and how you'll be, how you'll be engaged in this community of Peoria and how you'll be engaged with each other and how you'll continue to grow in spirit, in body, and in love. May you know that you always have the support and love of your ministers, 
And may you know that we are a faith community that comes together, that rallies, that makes things happen, that changes lives, and creates a space where people, regardless of their sexual orientation, regardless of their religion, can feel home and feel loved. May it be so. Amen.